You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 17. Guys, I am so excited to bring you another interview on the podcast today. I know that it is so cool when I do have interviews that you guys get to hear some awesome stories from some amazing women of faith, and today is no different. I am talking to Whitney Gothra, who is a hand letterer and an illustrator. She has an amazing website called WhitneyGothra.com. She does hand lettering projects, custom logos, hand-painted Bibles, and hand-painted baby Bibles. You should see these covers. They are amazing and beautiful. We talk about what it means to be a creative mom, how to find those pockets of time within the flow of our family to be creative. We also talk about how we have an opportunity on social media now to inspire other people by sharing our passions and how sometimes it's okay if you feel like you're not good enough to share those with everyone, but that just doing it and stepping forth in faith can actually give you the confidence while also helping other people. It was a very sweet conversation with Whitney and I was so excited that she took the time to talk with me And I know that you will also be encouraged by her sweet spirit and her encouraging words. So let's get into today's episode that I am calling Being a Creative Mom with Whitney Gothra. You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? This podcast is brought to you by my new book, The Glitter Effect. Have you ever spilled glitter? It's almost impossible to get every speck back into the bottle. This is exactly how our influence is with the people around us. What we say and do matters, especially if we are to reflect Christ. Are you ready to leave behind a legacy that shines for Him? Then grab your copy today on Amazon by searching for The Glitter Effect or head to the show notes for a direct link. Hey guys, it's JC. Welcome back to the Hello Awesome podcast. I have an amazing guest today. I have Whitney here um, and she is so talented. She is a wife and a mama. And um, Whitney, I am just so excited to have you on. First, um, why don't you just take a few minutes to introduce who you are, a little background about your life and what you do. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to be chatting with you, JC. Um, I love the way everything you create and do just points to the gospel. You're such a light. So thank you so much for that. Um, I am Whitney, like you said. I am 30. I always thought by 30, I would feel like a grown adult, but I think I'm still waiting on that. I don't really know when that feeling gets here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, this year, I've been married to my husband, Timothy, for 10 years, and he is just the best. He's my favorite human. We have two daughters, uh, Ruby, who will be turning four, and Sheila, who will be one in a few weeks. They are two little whirlwinds. They are sweet and extra spicy. (laughs) Um, my husband is the associate pastor at Midway Pentecostal Church, and I'm the um, worship minister there. So a little bit about um, my life. I was raised in a pastor's home, and I've been involved in the ministry for as long as I can remember. 
And right now I'm a, a stay-at-home mom to our two little girls. So my days are mostly filled with making snacks and playing baby dolls. <laughs> um, I do a few different creative things on the side, like um, lettering and sewing. Um, I do it to supplement my income, but I mainly do it because I have to be creating something. And I just enjoy having something always going like that. Yeah, I can totally relate to the stay-at-home mama making lots of snacks. It seems it's endless sometimes. <laughs> um, but also being creative, too, uh, we definitely need that outlet if that's something that's our passion. Well, I was really curious about your past creative history. Um, as I was looking at your account, we have some similar some similarities um, in the different uh, passions that we have. Uh, hand lettering is one and illustration is another. Has art always been part of your story or is it something that developed as the years went on? Um, yes, I have always loved all things creative. I um, grew up watching my grandmothers and my mom sewing and doing um, crochet work and scrapbooking. And my dad can build anything he dreams of. So I was always encouraged to try anything and everything. So I've always been obsessed with art. Um, I think creativity gives you so much freedom. Uh, when I was a young newlywed, I really got into the whole DIY thing and upcycling mm -hmm. Goodwill finds <laughs> because. Yeah. We had no money, and I wanted to decorate our house and be able to give nice um, Christmas gifts. So creative, creativity just gives you the ability to work with little and make it much. So I just love that. And since becoming a mother, uh, my two little ones have just opened up my world even more, and they continue to inspire me to live creative and to continue to find new ways to make art. That is so fun, and I definitely can relate to that as well. One of the things that I could relate to you more, seeing that you were a mama just like me, but also very artsy, also being apostolic, which I think is so encouraging um, to the younger generation to see, because now with social media, we can see those things. And I think um, maybe like a couple of years ago or more than that, but I know um, like at least 10 years ago, it probably wasn't something that it would be visible to us more. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, yeah. Ten so, years ago, it was like on blogs, and you had to search for it. Now, you could just open up your phone, and you're like, oh, there's a great new thing I can try. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's very true. As a fellow creative mama, I wanted to talk about what it looks like for you right now, trying to balance your passion for art and raising little ones at the same time. I know it could be a little nutty, but... How would you describe this season of life that you're in right now? That is a great question. I um, I told my husband about the topic that we were talking about, and he just laughed because, honestly, this season is kind of a crazy one. I have an yeah. um, infant and a three-year-old, mm -hmm. and they leave little time to do anything. <laughs> mm -hmm. they, uh, they challenge me every day, and it's the best thing that I've ever done. It's also the hardest thing I've ever done. So it is a continual process to keep that balance of being a good mom and pursuing other passions as well. Yeah, it definitely, I mean, 
we use the word balance, but is it really? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think, um, I don't know about you, but for me being home, it's easy for other people to say, oh, well, you're home all day. So you can have more time to delegate, you know, to this thing and that thing. But I think what some people don't realize is, yeah, but I'm trying to keep children alive here and um, (laughs) keep my sanity as well. (laughs) Yes, when you're home all day, like you have continual dishes in the sink and messes. Mm. When when your kids are at daycare, you can clean the house and then get home and it's clean, but not when you're home. (laughs) Right, right. And so I do find myself, I've been asked this question as well, so that's why I kind of word it that way. But I do find for me, I don't know if I balance, but I do end up finding a flow, like little pockets of time. You know, when the boys were a little bit younger, they used to nap more, hallelujah. But now that they're active, you know, if they're occupied with their toys or I homeschool, so they do their work. If they're occupied in their own like little world and their little projects, then I can say, oh, okay, they don't need anything from me. I'm going to take this next 10, 15 minutes to, you know, draw something. Is that kind of how it works with you too? Yes, I love that use of the word flow um, because I think balance is so elusive and so hard. I don't really feel like um, anyone can live 100% balanced all of the time. Um, I think it looks different in different seasons. You know, sometimes if you have a deadline, you have to work hard and let your kid watch a couple episodes of Daniel Tiger. (laughs) Or there's other times that you can kind of just put the deadline behind you and you know spend extra time at the park but as far as finding those pockets of time where you can get things done what works best for me is um, like you mentioned nap times I often stay up late I can't get up early so you know that one doesn't work (laughs) but I also try to find areas in my life that I can kind of um, give and take a little bit for instance my family you know they are super easy to please when it comes to dinner thankfully (laughs) and I don't really enjoy cooking that much so some nights we have kind of like a scavenge night where you just eat whatever's in the fridge or the pantry and on those nights where I have that extra time I usually spend creating and doing things like that and um, I think it's just good to find where your priorities are and my priorities are that I raise my kids well that they're safe they're healthy they're happy and that I fulfill what God's calling me to do and um, as long as you keep your priorities in order I think it helps you to find that balance in your life I love that Whitney I really do and I'm so glad you said um, that about you know having a scavenger night because I'm sure a lot of mamas were like amen we could all relate (laughs) that I mean some of us do like cooking I know I was big on cooking I think when my oldest was a little younger but then things kind of got crazy and you know I think sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves and I think we put that pressure more than anybody else really which is not always a bad thing but I think sometimes we shouldn't put so much emphasis on certain things. And I love how you talked about the priorities of making sure you're raising your children well, making sure you're pointing them to the Lord, you know, obeying God, going to church, serving how you're, how he wants you to serve. Those are really the important priorities. And I love that you touched on that. 
did you ever have a moment where you thought it might be impossible for you to dabble in anything creative as like a hobby, never mind a business? Um, yes. Actually, tonight, <laughs> right before we started oh. talking, we had um, choir practice tonight, and I'm the worship minister at our church, and my little one cried pretty much the entire time. <laughs> but um, I think there's something about kids that kind of helps make you humble. But um, yes, about the creative um, business, a while back, I had an Etsy shop where I sold um, handmade dresses and dolls. It lasted for a couple years, and it was going pretty well, Um, but then my second daughter was born, and she has changed everything in such a great way, and she's caused me to grow so much, but I learned that I couldn't um, support that particular creative business and be a mom well. It just took too much time and resources, and I had to learn how to find, you know, my boundaries and my limits. So I have to take time to do things creatively to fulfill my passion, but my family comes first. And sometimes that makes it so that certain creative dreams have to be put on hold. Like I put that Etsy shop on hold so I could be a better mom, but it also gives me the time to find new dreams that fit better into my boundaries and my life a little bit better. I definitely can relate to that. And it's funny that you mentioned having an Etsy shop um, right before Uh, you had a baby, because that's exactly what happened to me. I was pregnant with my first son, David, and I was very pregnant. Actually, it was very hard to put the laptop on my lap. And I remember I had a digital shop. I was doing a lot of custom work, like custom digital work, custom banners for shops, a lot of custom logos. And I love digital work like that. It's very fulfilling for me. And it took off And I was actually making quite a bit of money, but it started to get very overwhelming after a while because I realized very soon I was going to have a real human being to take care of. And (laughs) I wasn't sure how, how I was going to balance the custom work because as you know, custom work is dedication and sometimes you have to go back and forth many times and sometimes it stretches your creativity a little bit, even though it's fulfilling, it can be a little bit more time consuming. And so I realized that I needed to just take a step back at that time. But then, you know, here I am now as I got older, and I have a new adventure. And so I like that you touched on that. Yeah, that's awesome. I think sometimes it feels like if you feel like you want to do something creatively, and it's not working out, with um, your schedule or something, it feels like it has to, you know, be put on hold forever. But that's not the case, you know. Just the difference between an infant and a three-year-old is huge. So as a young mom, what your season in now is like, it'll change, you know, in just six months. <laughs> and your dreams can, I think, can evolve with that. Absolutely. There's a quote that I love, and it's from an influencer that I saw on Instagram. And it says, rest, don't quit. And when I read that, I said, wow, that is such an amazing motto. Because I feel like, especially with us creative people, and maybe because we're Christian too, so we kind of overanalyze things a lot, which is not a bad thing. But we tend to think, God, is this your will? Is it not? And we think about that probably more when it comes to business stuff. Mm -hmm. When we say rest, don't quit, it reminds me of that time when I was a new mom or I had a new baby 
And I remember thinking, let me just take this time to rest, pause what I'm doing, but that doesn't mean I'm quitting, you know? Yeah. What would you say to the mom who might be a little unsure about pursuing her passions while she is home raising children? Um, I think for that mom, I would say, you know, you have to find what works for you and what you're called to. Um, I want my daughters to see me pursuing my dreams and working hard, but I also don't want to sacrifice the well-being of my family and my sanity to pursue something that's just, you know, my dream, if it's, you know, like lowercase d or something. But I think that God can give you dreams and callings, and if it's a God thing and you can't get away from it and it's a passion of yours, then I would say put it in his hands. If it is his timing, he will help you order your steps to pursue it in this crazy season of your life. And if it's not his timing and it's not his will at this point, then that doesn't mean it's a forever no. I would just say, you know, focus on what you can do in this season. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. I get a lot of messages from young mothers who are looking for direction And I think it's very easy for them to see the highlight reels that we share on Instagram and think, wow, look at them. They're doing it all. But no, you can't do it all. And it's it's okay that you can't because nobody can. And I think what I feel like we do need to talk about more is everybody, like you said, you know, everybody has like a, a different season and Every family is different, so look at the priorities that you need or that your family needs and go by that and not really what other people are doing because you never know. Some mom might have a very involved father, you know, taking care of the kids so they can do a little bit more. Some might have a husband who's very involved in the ministry, so their hands are tied not because their heart doesn't want to help you in your passions, but they really can't. They have obligations and things. And so we have to realize that there's so much behind the scenes that we don't know. Yes. So I've experienced hearing, and I don't know if this is um, something that's happened with you, but I wanted to talk about this. When I started doing work at home things, I started seeing a lot of people not understanding why I would do that. And I was trying to let them know I'm not doing anything. God is kind of opening these doors for me and I'm just walking through them. But it was very difficult for me to explain that. So I had a lot of opinions of others concerning being a work at home mom and how they might be looking for fulfillment outside of the traditional stay at home mom mentality. I want to know, have you ever experienced people, mainly other mothers or women, questioning your choices to raise children, but also being creative through a business too? I just have to say, isn't it sad how judgmental other women and other moms could be? Mm -hmm. I am so sorry you've had to face that. I thankfully haven't personally faced that particular concern. I have had, you know, being a mom, so people question all sorts of random things. (laughs) As far as the staying home with your kids and working at home, and as far as that goes, um, there are several moms my age in our church, and um, I'm blessed. They're they're great friends. They're a wonderful group of people, and they're all doing different things. There's moms that stay at home, uh, moms that homeschool, some work full-time, some work part-time, some have their side businesses, 
But the thing they all have in common is their uh, passion for what they're doing. They're all doing what God has called them to do. And they're all loving their kids the way God has called them to love them. And our kids are also different, and they need moms that are different, too. So I think we should support all moms regardless of where and how and why they may work or not work. Definitely. And I'm glad we're talking about this because I just had an episode not that long ago called Encouragement for the Judged Mom. And I wasn't just basing it off of my experience, but I remember thinking certain things before I was a mom and me being that super judgy person or being super critical when I used to see moms and I would think, oh, I don't know why she would do this or I would never do that. And of course, um, then I ended up doing that thing. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I just remember the three things, you know, I was praying about it. Why why was this topic about, you know, judgment and motherhood bothering me besides the obvious? And one of the things that God was showing me was that I feel like no matter what your decision is, somebody has something to say. And it is really sad. Let's say you stay at home, then somebody might say, well, you're lazy. Or if you're like, oh, I work at home. Oh, well, you must neglect your kids and let them watch Daniel Tiger all day. Um, Or you say, oh, I have, you know, I work a full-time job and my kids go to public school. Wow. Do you even care about their salvation? It's like you can't win no matter what. And it's so silly um, and sad at the same time. And I just wanted to know, how was it when you knew you were going to be a stay-at-home mom? How did you prepare for that role if you prepared at all because sometimes it just happens but did you talk to your husband and I don't want to get too personal but did you discuss with your husband that you would stay home and this would be the best for your family because I know that's what we did here yeah um, definitely it was it was always a dream of mine to be able to stay home with um, my kids until they went to school and um, when our first daughter was born I was working um, at the church and um, as an administrative assistant. And um, it worked out well because I could bring her and then um, then sometimes, you know, my mom could watch her and stuff. But um, as she got a little older and then before my um, second daughter was born, I was able to um, quit that and stay at home. And it was just a passion for us. And um, we were able to, you know, kind of work that out financially. I agree what you're saying about no matter if you're staying at home or working at home, there's these negative voices that come to you. Mm -hmm. And I have a really close friend who is my age and she has two young kids and she works a full-time job and she is heavily involved in our church and she is just awesome. And sometimes I look at her and I'm like, how do you do everything that you do? (laughs) But I was talking with her recently and um, she was, you know, being so sweet and, you know, asking me about something about my day. And, um, you know, I think sometimes as a stay at home mom, sometimes I feel a little bit defensive as far as, you know, I do things. I don't just sit on the couch. Yes. (laughs) But she's being so sweet and kind and asking me how, you know, things are going. And then she just said something about, man, I could never stay at home. So I just, I have to get out and I have to work. And it made me think, I think a lot of times we hear that judgment kind of more loudly than we hear that encouragement as far as, you know, you're judged if you stay at home or you're judged if you work. I think at the heart of it, 
We are all just trying our best. Whatever you feel is best for your family, do it. And then just be confident that you're doing what God has called you to do. And it looks different for every mom. And instead of judging each other, I think we should just be like my friend and just say, hey, I don't know how you're doing it, but you're doing an awesome job. Yes, I totally agree. And I love that she did that and reached out to you and was asking you how your day was and, you know, just being a good friend. I think we sort of forget to just be kind and we put our holier than thou superhero cape on trying to save everybody. (laughs) And I think while our hearts might be in the right place, as far as maybe looking out for people, sometimes it's not our place. Yes. But I love that perspective because I do agree every family is different. Every dynamic is different. And I have lots of friends who love the Lord, but they have to work full time. Does that mean they love their children less? Absolutely not. And I think we really have to ask those real questions because they are real people. And we have to remember that life is different for everyone and every house Um, has just different needs. Yes, exactly. So I wanted to ask, your business used to be Darling Letters, but then you changed it to your full name. Can you share why you did that? Oh, sure. Um, I started Darling Letters. It was in, um, I started an Instagram account last March in 2018. And I got an Etsy shop and, you know, was going to launch it. And one thing after another, it just wasn't the right timing. Since that time, I've been kind of praying about it. And I felt kind of silly at first because it was, you know, just a lettering account, you know, just something on the side. But over time, I just kind of felt like this was something that God was wanting me to do. And um, I just randomly picked the name Darling Letters because, you know, the Etsy shop I mentioned before about dresses it was called darling rue and i was like oh it goes together (laughs) but i that um instagram account and shop i was just feeling like god was kind of pushing me to more and um, i have a passion for writing and i kind of wanted to start blogging again and um i just kind of decided to move away from that name and just use my name because it's just me (laughs) i love that and there was a point that i did that too And it just made it a little bit more personal. And uh, people resonated with that. So can you share with us what the website is called now? Um, Yeah, it's just uh, WhitneyGothera.com. Awesome. And we will put that link in the show notes for everybody listening who wants to check out Whitney. I wanted to know, how have you seen God work through your business? Because I've seen that you've done logos for other apostolic business owners. Um, you've done some pretty awesome collaborations. Can you just share how you've seen God move through that? Oh, sure. Thank you. Um, in the meantime that I wasn't able to launch it as a website, um, those little side projects just kept coming in and um, friends asked me to design different things for them and I knew God was in it even though it wasn't going according to my plan like I had something totally different in mind and it's really cool to me to see how God can use your creativity in ways that you you know can't even imagine I was able to do a logo for a friend of mine who um, has an apostolic hair account and she um, just posts different hair tutorials and different ways to take care of your hair and it is so 
awesome to see how God can use creative things like that, small things like that, seemingly small things like that, to make them huge for his glory. Like something like that encourages apostolic women how to take care of their hair. It it helps show women who don't understand, you know, the principle of uncut hair. It helps show them how this is a thing that it's we're we're proud of, you know, we're thankful for this calling. And through my business and just different doors that have been able to open up, I've been able to see how God just works in so many different ways. It's just awesome to see. I agree. That's so cool that you shared that story with us because I also have seen God work through my business as well in so many mind-blowing ways you would never think you would see. Do you think more young ladies now because we do have social media, because we are more aware that they're understanding that being creative can actually develop into a ministry? Oh, yeah, I I definitely think so. And I think it's awesome. I love seeing different posts of um, like apostolic fashion or hairdos or different um, people starting accounts for their painting or their writing or their sewing. I mean, God took such care in making this world beautiful. And I think he put that even more care into creating our hearts and creating our passions and giving us that same creativity and drive to make the world around us beautiful. And I think if we do it in the way he's called us to do, it'll just bring more glory and honor to his name. I love how you put that. That was very lovely. Thank you. I really do agree. I think it's so awesome that they have this opportunity now that they probably wouldn't have had, you know, like 10 years ago. And I think it's just cool that we can use social media now as a tool to inspire each other. Yes, I definitely agree. So I wanted to switch and talk about hand lettering. I love hand lettering and you are awesome at it, I have to say. (laughs) You're sweet. But before I started doing it, it was super intimidating for me because my personal handwriting was not pretty at all. And I just loved, you know, drawing and doing illustration and I wanted to add really pretty words to it. So I started, you know, practicing a lot and I did online classes and after a while my skills developed and I started being more comfortable. How did you learn hand lettering? Did you take any classes or receive any training at all? Um, well, I've always loved it. I mean, I can remember being in school, like in middle school, and one week deciding I was going to draw or write all of my A's the regular way, and then the next week I was going to find a new way to write all of my A's. I would always just try to reinvent my handwriting, so I've just always I've always had an interest in it, Um, but as far as hand lettering the way it is today, I mainly just learned by practicing and the internet. I love the internet. (laughs) Um, I didn't take any formal classes, but I did a lot of research and study online. Um, For me, what helped, I started with um, calligraphy and the actual calligraphy nibs and ink. It's really finicky, but... um, you have to slow down and it really helps you learn how the letters are formed then it's easier to kind of do the different like you know modern styles and everything but yeah I would just definitely say 
just start. Like just find a YouTube video or different Instagram accounts, and there's so many opportunities to learn it online. Yeah, there really is. I know Pinterest was an amazing resource for me, and I had a board of hand lettering tutorials and fonts. You know, one of the things that I can remember being in art class, even even when I was older, they would do this technique where we would just copy. And I don't know if a lot of non-artists understand that, but sometimes, you know, teachers, they train their students to copy and not so that they could, you know, use that uh, as their own work, but just so that they can get the flow down of what they're drawing or what they're writing. Um, Sort of what you were talking about with the calligraphy, you keep doing something over and over again, and all of a sudden you have that muscle memory of how things are supposed to go. And so I do try and tell people, you know, if you see something that you like, a, a drawing or even a word, you know, we're talking about hand lettering now, and you like that style, that font, just take some tracing paper, put it flat over the the word and just keep writing it over and over. And soon enough, you'll find that flow. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. I wanted to also touch on your illustrations. I think that makes us creative twinsies. That's what I'm going to call us. We're creative twinsies because (laughs) I also, you know, love illustration and I don't find many apostolic women who actually share their illustration online. Some have DM me and I'm like, girl, you are good. And they're like, no, I'm not. I think they need a little bit more confidence and I'm, I'm glad that you share that. So I wanted to ask, do you have a really good tip for getting started for the girl who would love to start drawing, but is not sure what to do or where to begin? Honestly, I would say you just have to go for it. I, you mentioned, um, people needing you know the confidence to do it the biggest hindrance I face in posting you know my illustrations or lettering is intimidation I mean I look online and see so many wonderful artists like yourself and other illustrators I follow on Instagram and sometimes I feel intimidated that my skills aren't quite up there you know like it's you could always just see like oh I just can't make it look like I want it to look but if you only draw or post and you can achieve perfection. You're just going to be surrounded by blank pages. You just have to push past that because, like, you're your biggest critic. You see things that, you know, other people aren't going to, like, look at your your drawing and be like, oh, her nose looks kind of pointy, you know. (laughs) But I think you just go for it, and you can only improve. Yes, definitely. I definitely agree with that. I think sometimes we get paralyzed that we don't start. And there's this quote that I've been hearing as I'm listening to a lot of business podcasts and and reading about different things. And I don't know if I agree with this phrase, but I can understand the sentiment of it that says done is better than perfect. How I've heard it used is you have a thing you want to do, like let's say share your drawings on social media, you know, start an art account, start a shop. Done is better than perfect because you're going to keep working at it. It's all a process. You're not at the end. You will never make it, and I'm sorry, um, but none of us will ever make it to this ideal, you know, area of expertise. We're all growing, and it's it's a constant practice <laughs> and a process. And so getting it done is better than trying to be perfect at it. Does that make sense? 
Oh, yeah, I I totally feel that because I have, you know, in trying to, like, grow my business or, you know, whatever, I've listened to different podcasts about and read about, you know, marketing and having this cohesive Instagram feed. And I've been paralyzed a few points in this, you know, this year that I've had my account, like, what colors do I need to use? Or what is my style? I have no idea. And then I'll just spend, you know, I just won't, you know, post anything. Cause I'm like, oh, nothing's cohesive. Nothing looks good. But then I finally just got to the point that I'm like, you know what? I might not have this perfectly put together presentation. It's just me. So I'm just going to put what I have out there. <laughs> right, right. That's so good. What is one of your favorite things to draw right now? Um, probably florals. Mm-hmm. If I could cover our whole house in flowers, I would. <laughs> yes, I agree. Do it. No, I love <laughs> I love that so much. There's just something so freeing about drawing flowers for me. Yeah, I agree with that too. Florals are fun because you can kind of make it up as you go and it still looks nice. <laughs> Oh, yeah. (laughs) And, you know, might not be a real flower, but maybe you'll invent one. So let's talk about your brand new shop and blog. I know we talked a little bit about it earlier, but I really want you to go into it. I know you're excited um, because today we are recording this on April 18th, and it is when you launched your website. So congratulations. Um, Oh, thank you. I want you to spill all the details that you can, what products you have to offer on there. We talked about how it came to be. So I want you to really focus on what are you providing and what are you excited about? Oh, thank you. I I am really excited. It's um, been a dream for a while. So it's really exciting to finally hit that publish button and just send it out there. <laughs> Why I'm doing this is um, on my site, I mentioned Habakkuk um, 2 and 2, and it says, uh, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. So that is my mission for, you know, my website. Write the vision to me, it means just proclaim what God has said, proclaim what he has done. And I'm just excited to find ways to do that if it's through art, through writing blog posts, just just get out there and spread this good news. Um, I want to spread the good news that you know, Jesus died for us. He saved us and he loved us unconditionally. I try to share that message with my art and I'm enjoying sharing it with my writing as well. Um, for the shop, I'm offering painted Bibles. So they're like, you know, journaling Bibles that are hardback and I paint the covers. I'm sure they've been around for a while, but I hadn't really known about them just till a few months ago. And at first I was like, oh, I need Bibles. Because <laughs> I'm one that I still sometimes feel weird, like writing in my Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I finally just kind of came to the point where I realized, you know, the Word of God, you know, He didn't deliver it in these like thin little leather bound books. You know, it's the Word is living. And this is just how we bind it up. And the cover of it, like it's the, His words are the most beautiful words on earth and most time they're covered by like boring brown leather so like I said it was so exciting to be able to try to make the outside beautiful and when you look at it be excited to read what's on the inside so that's one thing that I'm offering I'm also offering you know like art printables for, um, 
have different, you know, encouraging words and probably some florals in there. And then um, I also offer, you know, just custom work, custom logos or invitations, just whatever. (laughs) Anything that you need that's lettered, I would love to try to do it. Yes, that's so good. Because it's so fun to create and who knows what you're going to come up with next. You know, you might come up with this totally different idea that can be woven into your brand somehow. That's just how our creative crazy minds work. (laughs) For real. Like it's it's hard to just stay on one thing. I just want to try it all. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. I know about that. What is your favorite product to work on and why? Yeah, that is hard because I sometimes I just feel like I have like ADD, like crafting ADD. <laughs> but right now, I think probably my favorite project to work on would be the um, the painted Bibles. I um, I recently painted some um, of the little baby Bibles, and my three year old came in and saw them and was just in awe and thought it was just the most amazing thing. And um, I just love the idea of making her one like that and helping her learn how to cherish the word. And it's just, it's just exciting. Every time I get an order for one, I'm just so honored. That is such an awesome idea. Actually, I, you were talking about, you know, painted Bibles being around for a while, but painted baby Bibles is something I have not seen yet. And that is an awesome idea. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I, um, I love them for, you know, like baby dedications and um, like, you know, like Easter gifts or something like that. All right, guys, you heard it. Get yourself a baby Bible if you know of somebody who's having a dedication or if you're doing a baby dedication, birthdays, anything. That is such a good idea. I really love that, Whitney. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Whitney. I'm just so thrilled to have you on. And I want you to just tell everybody where they can find you on social media and any links that they might be able to enjoy. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed talking with you. Uh, you can find me online at WhitneyGothra.com or um, I'm on Instagram at WhitneyGothra and on Facebook at WhitneyGothra, of course. <laughs> thank you so much, Whitney. Thank you. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. For more information about all things Hello Awesome, head to HelloAwesomeShop.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.